Yo, 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 yo. This your boy, T.O., as you know. It's your boy, O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcasting one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any other goddamn thing we're going to talk about, coming to you live and direct, finally back in the motherfucking building. Back in the stewie. Yo, what's good? Hey, man, all is good. Yeah. I'm walking again. All is well? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yo, why don't you share with the people what you've been through over the last... Oh, my God. Listen, I deserve a fucking Purple Heart. So, no, nah, fucking military Whoa. veterans Whoa. probably Whoa. be like, <laughs> you no, son, you don't. <laughs> I'll see you out front. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the day was actually August 17th. I remember the yeah. exact day because like three days out from my birthday. I'm out skating with my daughter. Yeah. You know, I go to kick and push like Lupe told me to do. <laughs> he lied me. Uh, yeah. He lied me, Lupe. I did, I did not coast, though. Um, instead, <laughs> I snapped my Achilles tendon. Yikes. Um, the foot was just fucking flopping around like a dead fish. Uh, nine weeks later. Mm-hmm. Walking again, slowly, you know, with a little hobble, but uh, I'm walking again. I'm back on my feet. I went to the gym today, got on the bike, got on the elliptical for like the first time in nine weeks. It feels good, man. It. Did you it, just walk? I'm assuming. Um, no, so I, I got on the. Uh, oh, the elliptical. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, the elliptical right, machine. Right, right. So like you. very like low tension on your tendon. Yeah, yeah. So like getting back into like old routines, dude. It is insane how much you take for granted. Like simple shit. Being able to walk around, lift shit, work out, go for a jog, go for a hike. When you have an injury and you can't do any of that shit, like you take, uh, you appreciate being able to do that stuff. And also you appreciate like the people around you who are like there to help you. I couldn't have imagined having had an injury like this and be having like, been alone. Yeah. I would have cried every night. Yikes. <laughs> Jesus. That All the people. Sucked. All the people who are alone right now are like, you son of a bitch, how dare you flex on me like this, motherfucker. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's really great to have you back in the building. Man. Hey, cheers to your uh, uh, journey back to health. Road to know? recovery. Road to recovery. Uh, and may it continue as such. Um, but yeah, man, uh, uh, let's, let's just jump into to what we got going on. You know, we usually start the podcast with a little banter, a little back and forth. I'd like to talk about um, what I've been watching lately. Watching some weird shit. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Not porn weird shit. Just because I could already see the <laughs> Listen, wheels turning. And, and that's fine too. <laughs> you like what you like. It's okay. <laughs> I saw the wheels turning in your head, and I thought I should probably hit that at the pass. You know, uh, get that out of the way. Your incognito uh, web search is just that incognito yeah uh Somewhat. so uh i've been watching a lot of old shit i don't know why I've, i you know and i think i've kind of stumbled upon why i've been watching some old shit i was talking to uh, uh i was talking to a great friend today and uh i was talking about uh this idea of watching a lot of old shit and i think it's because i didn't understand a lot of shit when i was younger about movies like i would just watch them because it was entertaining there was something exciting happening on screen that wasn't my stupid life <laughs> and i just accepted it as such but i don't know if i understood you know what i was watching and i think i'm going back to watch all these old sh- uh, all this old shit for nostalgia reasons but also to see if i understood what was actually going on you know if i watch some random Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, like I went back recently and I watched, but kind of didn't watch uh, 
last uh, the last, last action, action hero. hero. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I, I texted you about you that. Did. I watched you, it. You yeah. did text me about it. It inspired um, my own journey to, uh, to 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 watching um, the last action hero. Uh, weird movie still. Uh, I thought it was a weird movie when I was a kid. I still think it's a weird movie. You still fuck with it, but still strange. Um, Creative concept. Creative concept was the execution there. You don't think so? For when I, it came I, I felt, out, I mean, know, this was like what year did it come out? Like ninety two or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like ninety three. Shit came out. Yeah, yeah. Listen, um, people were smoking indoors at that point in time. Everyone had lung cancer. There was asbestos in the walls. Yeah, yeah. lead in yeah, the yeah. water. Wild time. It's creative yeah. for you know what people were going through health wise. That, that's the, fair. The enough. mental degra- degradation is that the word? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Let's roll with it. Yeah, uh, sounds right. <laughs> uh, I think I feel like they either miscast a kid or they just gave him very terrible lines and direction um, because everything just came off as like wooden with the, the, I forget who the kid, what the kid's name was from the movie. I don't know if he's still acting. I think Leo turned down that role. (laughs) Now, if Leo had that role, we would have been, it would have been a little different. It would have been fine. Like a certified Oscar winner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Young Leo or something like that. It would hit a little different with Leo there, but, um, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, so I I went back, watched that. Uh, but I think what I'm trying to find is if I, if I can gain anything more out of these movies, like today, for instance, I went back and I watched uh, Double Impact, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Look, there is nothing to be gained from that movie other than what it is. Uh, I still fucking love it. It's still still a great movie. Uh, uh, you know yeah. what? Uh, I'm glad you said Jean-Claude. I think I sent you the movie, too. Hard Target. Yeah, bro, I, 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 John Claude Hard has, Target. he has some classics. Hard Target might be the my least favorite of all that, like, of that run that he had. Really? It might be my least favorite. So one of my, I think this his, in my opinion, his most quotable movie. Mm, okay, They're, like bro, if you go back and watch that movie, yeah, some instant like classic <laughs> quotes. Shit, I'll never like forget. Shit, I use all the time. I remember that one time where, uh, so you, do you remember the movie? Right, there was like the, the his name was like uh, Boudreaux, like uh, I barely uh, Alec Boudreaux. I think that was his like name. And sure. like, there were those group of people that was that were hunting him, and they had that like hunting game. Mm-hmm. Um, where they they'd give a poor person like ten thousand dollars and tell him to run, they'd hunt hunt him down. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So, the guy who was in charge of this like organization, this like crime organization, uh, at a certain point, like one of his henchmen had like undermined him in front of uh, all of his employees. Right, so he pulls them aside. He's like, and it's my favorite quote. He was like, "Don't ever disrespect me in front of my dogs again." Like in, in this very like southern like but like boss type of. Uh, uh, tone is like, don't ever disrespect me in front of my dogs. I love that quote. It's the greatest thing in the world. There's yeah. a couple more, but I, I don't want to get too carried away because this is my favorite Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Uh, yeah. But yeah, back back to double double impact. Yeah. Uh, no, no, there's nothing else to it. Uh, it's uh, it's a good movie in terms of there's things that happen on screen that are cool. The plot is a little weak. Uh, if we're being honest here, uh, but but you know what I what I love about a lot of these uh, that whole run is that it was like a masterclass in not necessarily how to tell good stories, but just how to tell stories, right? Because you got in, you understood what the problem was, uh, uh, you understood who your protagonist was, you understood who your antagonists were. Um, there were some twists, turns, uh, all of them very predictable, <laughs> and nothing out of the uh, nothing really 
came from left field, but it was it's like a it, it's a really that whole era was uh was really good at showing you the very basics of how to how to convey a story and very quickly too it got in and it got out super fucking quick it didn't really waste too much time with let's get to know these people let's really understand who they are yeah. and if they have any sort of existential crises with them. no fuck all no, that no, no, they got a mission they're going for it let's do it he takes on the mission he fucks the girl he kills the bad guy <laughs> rides off into the sunset that's it yeah. the 90s movies were just like it was just like a good pizza spot mm. right not like you're not, not some and pizza where it's like theatrical it's, yeah, not you great the, you're not gonna you're not gonna leave there being like oh my god that was delicious right you're, you're gonna leave you're there gonna like that's oh, pretty good. That's really good it's pizza. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty there's good. no vegan <laughs> cheese here. There's no theatrical like extra shit where you can get the fucking hot honey and hot plants and the beets. No, no, no. What pizza place are you talking about? <laughs> and pizza. You know, <laughs> I, I don't even never. Ooh, listen, yeah. I know I'm shitting on a pizza right now, but yeah. you also got to try the. I think it's like the American style. It has the hot honey that you put on it. Yes. Okay. It's that that sounds. Good. Sounds uh, wild. But anyway, you walk in, you get a good slice of pizza. And that's it. No extra special shit. That's what 90s movies were. They were, you get it at face value and it's still good every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I'll always have like a place in my heart for those uh, those 90s films. Anyways, I went back, watched that. Another thing that I'm watching right now is uh, I'm going back and watching Star Trek, the original Mm. series. Uh, Why exactly? Don't know. Don't know. Never really watched it. Uh, The only time I would watch it was uh, back in like the late late 2000s. Where uh, a shout out to B, by the way, uh, uh, Brandon, um, me and Brandon, we might go out to a club, do something right, you know, go out to a bar, do whatever, right? Get back 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. There's nothing else on TV. Pop on the TV. What's on TV? Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. For you me, know, it was BT uncut. But, you, know, <laughs> you guys like what you like. <laughs> we were watching different things. <laughs> All right, that, hey, that's fair. We just came or, back or from Comic the club. View. Remember Comic View? Comic View was more like a midnight kind of thing. I don't know if that was three a.m. material. It ran from it midnight to material. six a.m. Just comic hours of comedy. I don't know about BT that. BT had no other programming. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently they had BET Uncut, or I guess that was yeah, a different yeah. channel altogether. That was at the that three AM hour. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I, I never watched Star Trek as a kid, right? Like, and honestly, I think we kind of missed it. Uh, we might have been able to watch like the Deep Space Nine or the. I think that's the one that was uh, when we were kids, um, which I, I, I do plan eventually to get to that. But I wanted to go back and watch the original one because it's like I hate I hate when there's like these staples in film mm-hmm. that people talk about all the fucking time and I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Doesn't I hate bother it. me at all. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't give I like, a fuck about Star Trek. Even if I don't care for the thing, I still like to know the thing. You know what I mean? Like even though I, I might not like it, I still want to know what the fuck people are talking about and for something to be as big of a staple in not only just science fiction um but but television overall star trek is one of those things uh and a lot of like you know beam me up scotty uh um you know um what yeah, i forgot the sign uh, yeah but the vulcan vulcan mm-hmm. sign um 
a, a lot of the a lot of we get a lot of pop culture from from Star Trek. It you did know? give us William Shatner and <laughs> rolling around uh, yeah. on the ground. Uh, what, yeah. what was his speech pattern again? It wasn't like we are out yeah. in. The and he talks lakes. slam like that. I'll be yeah. damned. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, so I, so I I I've been going back and watching a lot of those episodes. I don't know if I'm going to pour through the whole series because I'm not going to lie. It's it, it it's it's not that it's like i'm looking at it with today's eyes and be like oh my god this is trash no it's it's just i don't know if it's my cup of tea because they mm. kind of just read at least in the first season so far they're basically just retelling the same story over and over which is somebody from their ship gets infected with something and then everybody has to be they basically shut the ship down in order to like deal with this thing it's like motherfuckers do you not have a proper screening process yeah. whenever you know where the fuck is tsa at like do you not like you gotta check this shit at the door you know that's why yeah, you gotta fucking a, check bags vaccinated <laughs> <laughs> that's where COVID-19 started it was yeah. on the fucking <laughs> Star Trek. What, what was it that, what was their ship called like the, um, the, uh, the legacy the, or the, the uh, I know the number is like NC something something uh, fuck what, what is it called the Enterprise I think the it's Starship called Enterprise. was it the Starship Enterprise I think so Oh God, we sound like idiots right now. Fuck. I mean, this this is your expertise. <laughs> yeah. It's not me. I'm only on episode don't five. Don't shoot me. I don't. <laughs> what is the coolest ship, vessel, or car name in TV history? I feel like Millennium Falcon is up there, right? Mm, that's dope. Millennium Falcon's up there. I've always Delorean. Loved, the Delorean is great. Yeah. I've always loved the Nebuchadnezzar. That's too much. It's it's, 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 that's a mouthful. That's we gotta. It is. Yeah, we gotta spend a lot of time with that one. That's but not it's, a. It's just dope. Do you know what that's from? I like it. It's just, it's a lot, man. I like. But you know, you remember what it's simple. from, though, right? Yeah, the Matrix. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken, but I, I, I don't, I don't think I am. Uh, I believe that is biblical, right? Is it? I think it. It has something to do with the Bible, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about well, that. Well, sure. I mean, like they were living in Zion and Nebuchadnezzar, you know. Yeah, everything, and you know, uh, Neo Trinity. I don't yeah. know exactly where the fuck Morpheus comes from, but um, I'm sure that's some sure guy's sort of biblical. Old Testament. <laughs> yeah, Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's switch gears here. Uh, are, are, you, are you watching anything interesting? Dude, different? I just finished up uh, two shows. Oh, shit. I, f- I finished season three of You. Oh, I still haven't even watched fucking season two, dude. I'm, I'm lagging, dude. Yeah. Oh, shit. Season three? Yeah, fire. <sighs> Fuck. I mean, just so much happens. Yeah. Very good. Uh, a lot of shit you don't see coming. Um, very, very much worth the wait. Because I feel like we waited a long time for you, season three. It was very much worth the wait. There's nothing I, bad I have to say about the show. Joe is a wild boy. <laughs> um, and I also finished season two of C on Apple TV Plus. Mm. Um, fucking stellar. Dude, the final episode of season two. There's a there's there's a point in the episode where I remember I, I watched it. It happened. It was so powerful. And 15 minutes later into the episode, I'm like, no, nah, we got to rewind it. I got to watch that shit again. <laughs> so we, we rewind it. I rewatched that scene and it hits just as hard. But I mean, granted, the whole season was great. Um, so you know that comes to an end. Obviously, there's going to be a season three coming. I'm excited for that. Yeah. So now I'm in the process of finding a new show, which yeah. is painfully exhausting. <laughs> I hope my girlfriend doesn't um, listen to this episode because, <laughs> yo, quick story. I promise. I promise. I promise. I'll yeah, we got about three minutes. So. so we always go through this uh, this this 
this this thing where we're finding a new show, we're looking for a new movie, and uh, it's a painfully exhausting process, right? Yeah. Um, because she is not great at making these type of decisions. Like, whoa, what do you offensive. want to eat? She's like, oh, well, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, well, do you want barbecue? She's like, no. I'm like, do you want Mexican? She's like, no. I'm like, do you want sushi? She's like, no. I'm like, do you want fucking? <laughs> do, do, do you want uh, Vietnamese food? She's like, no. I'm what like, do you, you want from me? Exactly, Tyrese. Like Tyrese. <laughs> so that's kind of like how sometimes her decision making goes, right? So I'm like, all right, let's find a movie. Do you want this? She's like, mm, doesn't look interesting, and. She, do you know how you talk about judging a book by a cover? Like she will literally judge the movie by its cover. Yeah. I remember one time we were uh, scrolling through, is this movie starring, um, I forget what it was called, but it was like Casey Affleck and uh, Michelle Monaghan sure. uh, from uh, that movie Eagle Eye with, uh, with Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. So the cover of the movie was just them two. It was just their faces. Right. With like a little graphic mist or something like that behind it. So I'm like, oh, let's watch this. Like, I read the thing. It looks really good. She's like, mm, I don't like the picture. I'm like, the picture of the two actors in the movie. So, yeah, I don't like it. It looks terrible. A week later, we watched it. She's like, that shit was great. <laughs> so, like, but like, so she will look at the movie poster and be like, I don't want to watch it. And I'm like, well, did you read the thing? She's like, I don't want to read it. I'm like, well, do you want to watch the trailer? She's like, I don't like watching trailers. So anyway, we're trying to find a new show. I give her the remote. I'm like, all right, find something. I, I go I, I go away for like 10 minutes. I come back. She hasn't found anything. She's like, ah, I, I couldn't find anything to watch. I, within like seven minutes, find three options. I'm like, all right, which three of these shows do you, do you want to watch? She's like, I don't want to watch any of them. I'm like, what? what? So now then we spend an hour searching for shows when we could have spent that hour watching something. So we're in the process of finding new shows. It's going to take us a week at least. <laughs> now, do you, do you have to like agree on on the show um yes that's the difficult part because like for me i'm like yo just get three reasonable decent looking shows we'll pick one of the three we'll flip a coin whatever the fuck right yeah um she's very very picky she's like well it's not scary i'm like okay uh, well it's a comedy (laughs) what do you mean it's not scary it's a comedy um and then she's like well i only want to watch like scary mythical stuff like well we can't do that fucking all the time. So I'm like, we just we just watched a scary mythical show. Now let's do a comedy. Let's do a spy thriller. Let's do a, like a political show. Let's do something else. She's like, mm, it's not scary or mythical. Like I don't want to watch it. I'm like, yo, that's why this, hey, this look, thing is so difficult. Can't fault the girl for knowing what the fuck she likes. All right, can't uh, can't fault her. Um, yeah, it's really simple uh, for me. It's that looks interesting. All right, let's try. 20 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute. All right, I'll stick with it. See, I give everything three episodes. No. Because for me, like, I feel like you don't really know a show or you haven't, like, bought in or invested in the characters or the storyline mm-hmm. until, like, the, the pilot episode may be great. Sometimes the pilot episode falls flat, but episodes two or three is like, okay. Yeah, I'm no, I, I hear you. Um, it's just I don't have that much fucking time to waste on three episodes. If I know I don't like the show, you're going back to watch Star Trek. Yeah, I know how that ends. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of time. Apparently, you watched seven no, movies today. I I don't have that actually much 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 time. I do, I've explained this plenty of times. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I watch things as I'm working. Sometimes to my own detriment where I don't even watch the thing really and I miss something and then I have to then go back and, and restart it. That's how I watched um, uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop. 
uh, yeah. is is by uh, watching it while I work. Uh, I fucking love that show. It's awesome. You know, yeah. um, there's so much you probably miss because you watch it while you're working. But ho- uh, the 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 series. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen the trailer. Yeah, I did, man. It's, it uh, she looks live, dude. It looks spot on. It yeah, looks, yeah. The costume looks great. Music sounds good. The, the the direction of it looks good as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, look, let, let's press forward here. Let's uh, let's talk about what we got coming out this week next week okay uh we got uh nothing really coming out this week all right i'm I'm gonna be i'm gonna keep it a buck um nothing really happening this week uh we do have antlers uh which i believe again uh is an a24 production um this has been in didn't they announce this some time ago uh, I'm sure we saw like the trailer. We probably even maybe I don't know if we. Reviewed I think we the may trailer. have like Did reviewed we? this trailer. But I feel like this Did was we? a while ago they announced this movie, and it's just now coming out. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's got Carrie Russell, Jesse Plemons, uh, and it's uh, directed by Gilmore uh, Gilmore del Toro. Gilmore del Toro. Gil- Gilmo del Toro. I don't know why What's the fuck that? I'm having problems with that. I'm 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 having a seizure What's on. That? You need to drink more tequila. You I'm sorry. It's produced right. by him. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Right. Uh, it's produced by him, but directed by Scott Cooper is actually uh, what the case is, as well as uh, is written. Um, who wrote it? I, I'm interested to see what this movie's about. Uh, a small town Oregon teacher and her brother, the local sheriff, discover that a young student is harboring a dangerous secret with frightening consequences. It looks creepy as fuck. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um, I, I remember this movie. It was like the big next A24 project before Lamb. Yeah, I don't. Is is this that A24 project? Is that? I don't know. You tell us. You're the A24. Listen, I feel like <laughs> it is not. It does not appear to be an A24. You should just call them one it is, day. It just sounds. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, they probably know me by now. They don't know me. Um, but it, it just because it's so fucking weird and the trailer's so weird, I just assumed that it was an A24 project. It looks like uh, something that they would pick up. But anyways, um, so uh, so that's coming out this week. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to theaters for that. We, we, we remains to be seen. Um, but uh, what comes out next week is sort of where we're we're excited about here. Uh, Eternals comes out next week. Yeah. Dude, Did you I'm, just you just come on yourself? What the fuck? I, I might have. <laughs> Jesus I might Christ! Have. Uh, Yikes! I'm I'm hyped for this movie. Uh, yeah. It, it, I feel like it's come up out of nowhere. Like, because usually when a big movie is coming out, like you're anticipating, you're waiting, like, oh, that thing is coming, that thing is coming, that thing is coming. Like, it's going to be here next week. And I didn't know it was happening that fast. This movie looks great. Um, we've got Superman references in this movie. So a little bit of like crossover between DC and Marvel there. Um, I th- you know, I just love to see the MCU, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, expanding. Now we're getting into otherworldly other you know i, outer I think it was a little shit. fucking oh you mean just with the eternals in terms of the story with the eternals yeah i mean and again just like now we're dealing with like uh, so the next phases of, i feel like when you're looking at mcu down the road now they're gonna have to bring in like these like otherworldly beings these like eternal beings like like the eternals the living yeah. tribunal um uh some of the fucking uh what was uh, Quick, uh, Peter Quill's father. He was a uh, celestial. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start to introduce more of those characters in the storyline. I'm excited yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited for all that, but I'm, I'm honestly excited just to see the movie because it's directed by Chloe Zhao. So I'm, I'm interested to see how she puts her spin on. She did direct uh, Nomadland. Nomadland, right? That's what it was called. Nomadland, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, which uh, I felt a mixed results for me um but uh but it was it was a 
it, it was a very it see it felt like a very personal movie you know and so i'm i'm wondering if those sensibilities carry over to eternals which i'm sure some part of it has to um and the the reviews for the eternals has been kind of weird it hasn't been like i haven't heard unanimous oh my god we love it and i haven't heard you know a unanimous oh my god it's trash it's sort of like it's either you like it or you don't you know it's, it's kind of uh, which we're going to talk about a movie here in a sec that i feel like people are kind of going to be that way about uh in 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 dune um but uh that's why i'm excited to see it i'm not, i know it's going to lead us to sort of the it's going to usher in sort of the new era for the uh for the mcu but uh you know at this point <sighs> I'm not sure if I could. Uh, I feel like we kind of blew our load there with uh, with Endgame. I feel like we we kind of you know it's just one of those uh, oh, a little a little too early here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, although I guess after ten years, it's not too early, I, I suppose. But um, uh, but we uh, it's pretty no, much no, as no, good no, as listen, it's probably gonna get. Listen, took a nap. We had a sandwich. We're back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's that what, all I needed. Is that what you need? You just need a sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Need, uh, was it peanut nah, butter and jelly? What no, what? No, no, a real sandwich. I'm talking about like ham. Turkey, some onions, hey, tomatoes, oh, damn, that avocados. Sounds, that sounds good. What are you gonna yeah. slap a little slap a little aioli on there? A good sandwich, yeah. yeah. A little aioli mayo, yeah. probably okay. some spicy brown mustard. That's what's up. Yeah, spicy brown. No, 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 no. You can hold that. Some I don't pickles. fuck with spicy brown mustard. Uh, you like spicy brown mustard? No, no, no. But also coming out next week is the the harder they fall, which uh, basically has every black actor known to man in it. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Regina King, Idris Elba, Keith Stanfield, Keith Stanfield, Zazie Beats. Right. Yeah. Zazie I believe Zazie, Zazie, yep. is also in it. Uh, a lot of fucking people in it. Um, uh, so it should be dope. I'm, lo- I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, it, there has been a little bit of controversy. I think the character that Zazie Beats is playing, uh, people are saying, oh, you know, well, we're, we're you know, it, her skin complexion isn't as dark, clearly, by any stretch of the imagination as the character. That I think that she's supposed to be um playing uh but then i think I, I think it was the director that came out and was like oh, dude i'm not making a fucking you know true to life biography dude i'm just trying to yeah. <laughs> trying to tell the fucking story but i i do i do see people's objections to that because it's like it's one of those things where when when people are saying things like that i can get how it can sound a bit like annoying of just like jesus christ every time a movie comes out you're just gonna say the same thing but then again every time a movie comes out, it seems like the same issues persist. Right. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I can see why people make the notes. Cause if they don't, then, you know, uh, what is, what is it? The, uh, what is it? What's it saying? Um, well, I guess the, the one saying is the closed mouth doesn't get fed, mm-hmm. you know, and then some other sayings that sound similar to that is also what I meant. Uh, but I, I feel like if, if you don't yeah, make yeah, some I noise, so. closed mouth doesn't get fed, an open mouth gets a dick in it or something Yikes. like that. Like, no, no. I, I like the way you thought about that before you said it though. That That's good. In I had to fill in the joke because you left a blank space there. We've got listeners. They want to be entertained. This is not a fucking uh, a C-SPAN podcast we're not, it's not a we're not talking about political shit hey, make people yeah, laugh. Hey, look man we could we could do a spot on c-span you never know why you return dog them no, i don't know that. what the fuck would c-span have to talk to you about filibusters dark days at c-span <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come to the Yo, imagine podcast. having to produce a c-span podcast it's like oh my god yeah let's yeah, talk yeah, about man, you fall asleep uh, immediately yeah let's talk about the abortion yes <laughs> Bills let's let's watch this 50 hour uh vote uh where people just either filibuster or just 
sleep at, in their seats overnight. Let's yeah. just, you know, that's what we're talking about today. This thing where nothing's like actually Senator fucking from happening. Connecticut speak. You have oh, 12 hours on the clock. Fuck. Yo. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yo, what is fucking, what does that shift look like? You just know you hate that shift. What is like, is there a vote today? Fuck. Yeah. All right. Unless that overtime, God damn it! And you got and you ha- and you're sitting next to a char like a charger on the wall. Yeah, fuck it. You know, I'm streaming <laughs> shit for twelve hours and I'm cl- I'm billing this overtime. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyways, that's that's what's coming out this week. Next week, uh, dude. Without further ado, let's get into it. We talked about this movie. Um, uh, before we watched the trailer for the movie, we reviewed the trailer, uh, and we had uh, a lot of discussion about you know if you're gonna go watch it will you like it yada yada i told you it was gonna be fucking dope uh we're talking of course about dune uh the movie that just came out uh i believe it did about 40 mil its opening weekend plus it was all available to stream on hbo max uh you uh you i you know i don't want to i don't want to make any assumptions over here i feel like you you use your daughter as an excuse dude you uh you 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 dipped out on us you're like yeah i don't i just don't feel like watching the movie with you guys <laughs> so i've got my daughter like as if your daughter something no, doesn't no, make I, movie <laughs> as if she's not real for five years now it's the created player yeah. <laughs> um no 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 i genuinely um to be honest i thought it was uh so it was last week, right? I thought it was this week. Yeah. So I remember I was on a call with you and I was like, uh, we talked about it and you were like, oh yeah, you know, are you going to make it? And I was like, fuck. So I like hit up, you know, her mom that day, like, hey, can we like change schedules next day? She's like, nah, fuck no. You know, no, no, hard no. <laughs> so I'm like, so that's when I text you that it's morning. Like, I was no like, <laughs> yes. So that's why I hit you up that next morning. Like, yeah, it's nah. not going to happen. Nah, it's, um, I'm, 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 I'm giving you grief. Uh, but I was joking. So, I do think this movie would have been great to see in theaters. It is so dramatic. It's so theatrical. It is fucking stunning to watch. Bro. I remember watching this movie thinking like, I haven't been this like visually um, fucking just stimulated since <laughs> j- j- by the film alone. No, like not, not even where the, the sound and the sound was great too, but the visuals were like up there with uh, Blade Runner 2049, where mm. like you could watch this shit on mute yeah. or in a foreign language and it's still good. Like, yo, I don't fucking speak Ukrainian, yeah. but <laughs> if this was a Ukrainian film, I would still watch it. I'm like, yo, that was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, here's what I've been debating. I've been debating on whether I should go out to the theaters again to go see this. I, Cause I obviously it's available on HBO max. I've got HBO max. So I, I thought we could do that or we can just go out to the fucking theaters, watch this shit again. Cause I tell you what, seeing that shit in IMAX was worth every fucking penny. Holy shit. The surround sound, everything. It was fucking awesome, dude. Um, it, it is one of those movies. I was talking earlier today. Shout out, shout out to Dan, man. Um, talking earlier today to dan dan's a huge dune fan um and he also couldn't wait for the movie uh and we were talking about it and i i was like you know it's the type of movie that made me realize 
why you fucking go to the movies, <laughs> right? Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's one of those things. And I think, you know, and whenever I talk about, you know, going to the theater, I always use for whatever you got mail as the example, or, uh, I'm not going to fucking, why do I need to go to the theater for that? I don't <laughs> to see Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks yeah. fucking focus for like Except three hours. Jennifer Aniston. Remember, I yearn for the days of Meg Ryan. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who are you getting? Who are you lying? um you know uh watching um watching that type of movie in a theater to me unnecessary watching dune in a theater highly necessary it was very necessary to see on theaters um but again it it was the type of movie that i just i it reminds because I, I had a similar feeling. Uh, shout out to Addy. I, I think Addy is watching, but I'm going to say a movie that you're going to hate. But I, I remember walking out of the theater after watching Interstellar with that same feeling of just like, like I was like buzzing. That's how I was like, holy shit, what did I just watch? And that's how I felt like watching Dune in theaters. Um, uh, so, anyways, I didn't mean to cut into what you thought about the movie, but talk to me. How no, I mean, feel? like, and, and I'll keep mine short and brief. Like, this movie is that good. Right. Um, a lot better than what I thought it was going to be. I didn't really have any expectations for this movie, sure. neither low nor high. Yeah. Um, but whatever expectations I did have, this movie exceeded it hands down. Yeah. I remember watching this movie thinking, I wish I saw this in theaters. Mm. It is this it is that good that you can watch this movie on mute. And again, visually, it is stunning. Um, the sound effects. Fantastic. This movie is a great um it is like one of those rare films in which um, like the human element is complemented by like the the visual effects. Right. Mm-hmm. And like it, I couldn't think of a scene in the movie where I'm like, OK, that is visual effects or that was done cheesy or yeah. like, you know, they forced that like it was it, this was like a clean, perfect execution of like, how do you take real life real environments real people and how do you interact those things with like visual effects to make it seem so real and just so visually uh enticing and stunning like and this movie i, I might actually if you want to go see it again in theaters I'll do it, i might take you up on that this time i don't give a fuck i feel like there were things that i missed because mm. you know, I, and i remember we were watching this movie so you know watching it on hbo max at home mm. and i remember it had the volume as loud as we could for like still couldn't hear some you know 10 30 11 p.m it was probably like 10 o'clock and you know i'm not a dickhead i don't want to be an asshole to my neighbors who may try to be <laughs> going to sleep right so i had it up but not like yeah. crazy loud yeah. and there were certain things i'd miss certain conversations and or certain um you know like the little things like little mm's and tones and and reactions and things like you miss when you don't have that like volume yeah um and i want to experience that yeah um i'll definitely go watch it again do this uh the thing that i kind of walked away from the movie with is um two things uh two or two main things one um for those who haven't read the book uh part two might be a bit of a departure from from part one in that the part where they kind of cut it uh at least in the book uh things get a little weird <laughs> uh a lot a little more weird than than what we dealt with in in the first movie so i i my, it's not a fear because i think denis villeneuve, uh, villeneuve master storyteller uh this guy he 
I uh, and we, we were arguing about this Monday. Uh, you weren't able to make the, the meeting, but we ended up getting into like a very long argument uh, in, in our show meeting uh, about uh, what's who can be considered the best director. Uh, and uh, it, I was saying that it's subjective, right? Who, who the fuck knows? Like, what criteria would you even have for for labeling somebody as the best director? Um, but. Uh, uh, Denis Villeneuve, I, I feel like he just the way he's able to tell these epic stories, mm-hmm. but give them heart. Like I, I went back and watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and the the emotion jumps off of the screen at you, even with t- talking about a movie full of fucking androids or replicants, whatever the fuck they're supposed to be. You know, um, uh, uh, it was it, it like it. it the emotion jumps off of the screen and the same goes for this movie. So he's, he's a master storyteller. I have no doubt that he's going to bring, even though things that happen in, in in the part of the book that hasn't been told yet get kind of weird. I feel like he's, he's still going to do it uh, uh, justice. The other thing that, that I uh, came away from the movie with is um, sometimes when you're, telling a story it's hard to it, it it's hard to stay focused uh and uh again i was talking to dan earlier and he, he brought this up and he was talking about how he would have loved some of the, like the subplots like there's there's some subplots in the, mm-hmm. in, the in the in the book that they kind of either didn't mention at all or like really just sped past um and he was saying like oh like i would have appreciated those and and i would have too but the thing i can it came away with the movie really feeling is that they built a fucking world for me yeah they built a world and i felt like we were there in that world i understood it i understood what the rules were i understood the, the what the stakes were i understood everything that i needed to understand and that's a creative choice that you could spend your time with all this story, and I and I feel like sometimes that's where certain movies. But you have to understand, not every story is the same, right? How they handle Dune is not the same way you might handle. Like again, um, uh, I'll, I'll say this to anybody because I just rediscovered the movie. But Training Day is a mo- it's a classic. It's not fuck a modern day classic. It's just a classic. <laughs> I don't like it, one of the one of the best movies I feel like ever made. And they have a lot of little subplots in that movie that can you can speed past. Um, but it's the type of movie where it's a tightly packed movie, but they put a lot into it. And there's a lot of like little things. With certain movies, you can do that with and have all these like little storylines that you can you can sprinkle in. Yeah. Other movies, not so much. Especially you know? in movies where like they're the world's like the many worlds right that they live in and there's so many different stories that like if you try and tell all those little stories you never tell a full complete story yeah right Uh, it is why Star Wars has so many different films because there's so many different little subplots so many different little storylines so many different worlds in which you can story tell from that you can't do this in one film Um, so I don't mind like there are certain things that I would have liked this film to have uh, dived into a bit more, um, you know the relationship between um, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet's character and um, uh, 
Jason Momoa's character Duncan, right? Or uh, but they gave you just enough, just where enough, you, where you're like, just enough ah, to make it believable. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. All right, you know what? This this Timothy Chalamet, like, you know, he looks up to this to this uh, to Duncan in a way that he's not a he's not his father, of course, hey, but hey, he's shot, maybe more relatable. Yeah. Uh, hey, shout out to Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. I usually don't. I, I'm kind of like I, I don't really it's not that I don't like him as an actor I just don't really I'm like whatever I fucking loved him in this movie I don't know what it yeah. was that he did in this movie that made me like it so much but he did he put some extra sauce you know it's that little that little sauce that you just put on top you can't quite describe exactly mm-hmm. what it is but I bought into everything that he was doing in this movie and I loved it yeah um, so I thought he, I he, he bought he brought to me like a sense of um, like realism to it right yeah. like here's this this is grand movie in these, you know, worlds far from Earth in this future time. But here's this guy who still feels very real. Like, yeah. like you could know this guy. Yeah. And it was when he was talking about the, the Freeman, right? Or the Fremen, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, uh, it was when he talked about the Fremen, how he was like, yeah, I went there and they're just. I really respect them, you yeah, know, yeah. like, admire you know, them I admire and, them, you yeah. know, uh, and when like that motion that he was like, yeah, yeah, we're joking, but also I fuck with these people, you know, yeah. uh, it was, it was that particular scene that I was like, oh, fuck, dude, it feels like I very, feel this, it feels, again, yeah, like someone you, like someone you know, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so this is not his best performance, uh, I still think if you haven't see. watched C, yeah, I mean, this Jason Momoa, very good, even though yeah. he only had like five, seven minutes of uh, screen time in this film. Yeah. See Jason Momoa, a different I mean, everybody, everybody knocked it out of the park in my yeah. opinion in this movie. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, to, to, to kind of put a bow on this particular conversation, um, the, the, and not, um, in, in them not sort of diving into like some, a lot of these like subplots and things like that, I, th- I feel like what they did was they laid, up, this movie had to be broken up into two because there's just so much shit going on that by the time it takes, the time it takes you to understand where the fuck we're at and what we're doing and all that other shit, you, you have you you have to spend about half the fucking movie explaining that. Otherwise, people are just gonna be fucking lost. Like, wait, what? What are they doing? What resource? What's the spice? Yeah. Why is it important? You know, like it'll be so fucking confusing. Um, so I felt like they uh, they had to spend as much time on it as they did. And the, the the sacrifice you make though is diving into some of those subplot movies. And even if it's, I can understand. It, even if it's, even if you don't like explicitly mention it, but but just like a nod and a wink to it you know um but i'm completely fine with that with this movie because i feel like there's no there's no there's no fat with this movie there's there's a lot of scenes that i thought "Ah, maybe we could cut that or whatever but there wasn't there wasn't a story that need didn't need to be there right all every bit of the story that they told there all needed to be there it all added value to like the greater story absolutely um so quick question and then then we can move on from this what were what was either like your favorite moment in the film Mm -hmm. your favorite interaction or like your favorite characters like my favorite like one or two things that really stood out to you. my favorite uh interaction in the movie was between jessica and paul where uh the the benny jesuit um just just left and uh uh on that dope ass shit too that shit was fire dude uh yo, yeah i <laughs> was like yo can i catch a ride homie oh holy shit that shit was that was, that was, the was dope. 50 tesla <laughs> um 
Elon, you know, he's now the richest person in human history. <laughs> he might actually be working on that because, like, if I'm the richest person in human history, I, got, actually, yeah, I, I can't yeah. ride the way you ride. No, I no. Ride. <laughs> um, so, uh, so it was right after they left, right? And there's this fog. I guess I don't know if it was from just naturally the, the, just there, or if it was like remnants from them taking off or whatever the fuck. But it, Paul and Jessica are talking, and they're having kind of a miscommunication that Paul is unsure of exactly what Jessica's kind of setting up. And Jessica's like, yo, just trust me, son. Like, I got you. It's all good. Um, and I just loved the way that they set that up that with, with, without even hearing what they're saying, you kind of understand what the vibe is of, mm-hmm. of that moment, uh, where they have this fog between them and they could barely see each other. Uh, and there's a great big distance between them physically where they're both really far away from each other. And I just thought it, it conveyed everything very bluntly without you really having to hear the conversation that they're doing and i just thought it was a really cool scene um that that conveyed a lot without having to say a lot you know um and so i so that was my favorite interaction my, my favorite moment from the movie um damn dude I, I i gotta pick one uh my favorite moment would probably have to be um uh probably probably the move the, the moment that we, we all saw in the trailer which is uh when paul and um uh paul and leto are talking um and you know leto's basically just telling him like look um you know i don't need you to be you know some sort of leader or anything like that at the end of the day all i really need is for you to be my son um and what i feel like that that did was it conveyed everything about the movie because really the movie and the story of dune um as much as it is about political you know um the intertwinings of the, these political like uh, you know between these houses and 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 this resource as much as it's about all that it's also about paul feeling like he has to accept the destiny that's sort of like laid out before him and him in that inner struggle of am i is this the thing that i'm supposed to do and it it manifests quite literally in his you know the the dreams or the the visions of the future that he sees um but it's also just this internal struggle of you know do i have to accept what the role that's already been laid out in front of me or can i walk my own path which i feel like is a that's what the story is all about at least to me that's that's what i appreciated most about the story uh so i'd probably say that that's probably my favorite moment and they the whole movie looks fucking dope so it's hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to fucking say but uh but i i, I just love that that whole setting with them just you know uh looking at i believe they were looking at like these graves or the the headstones or something like that mm-hmm. uh and it was just the whole vibe of that scene was, was really fucking dope um, yeah yeah so so what that was the one i was going to say but uh you stole it so i'm gonna go ah, with yeah. one really quickly my bad um so one of my favorite scenes in the movie was it was a you know a one minute conversation a one minute scene it was a the conversation between Paul and Lady Jessica when they arrive on is it Sakaris or Arrakis 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 mm-hmm. yeah close enough so when they arrive <laughs> on Arrakis and they uh, you know get onto one of the, the little transport planes that's taking them to um, like the the fucking 
the, the not I'm not gonna say it's like the the kingdom, but like the essentially like the factory where they live behind the wall that protects them from like the sandworms, or whatever, right? So they're traveling there, and um, Paul's character is basically saying to his mother, Lady Jessica, like, you know, they were calling us they were all looking at us chanting at us and staring at us and basically calling me the one and he's like well you know what if i'm not you know and she's like well you know basically saying to me like you are the one and like they believe in you and they're happy you're here and um and his response to her was like they believed that because that's what they were told mm-hmm. that is the story that they were told and they they believe in it they want to believe in it so it's not necessarily that i am the one maybe i'm not but they believe it because that's what you told them right. and like that's a very powerful um uh you know ideology right it's like and that's how the real world works right a lot of people like if you're a very religious person most people can't really tell you exactly why they believe what they believe or when they became, when they came to believe what they believe. Most of it is like, you believe what you were taught or told to believe based off of who teaches you. Right. And for him, he's in this situation where he's like, uh, and it goes back to the conversation he had with uh, Leto, you know, Leto's like, you know, all I ever need you to be is my son. If you, if you're, if you, grew up to become the general, the king or whatever, that's great. If all you are is my son, I get it. But she has, Lady Jessica has like ulterior motives where she wants him to be this, you know, the one or the the the, the person who's, you know, she taught, she told them that he was going to be, right? Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was an interesting conversation of like how, even though this is like in a film and it's set in some future world, how that's still very, very relevant to where we are today. Yeah, um, sure. From an action you know, standpoint, I mean, that fight scene with Jason Momoa where they're kind of like in that tunnel and like he puts that sword to his head just like basically like, you know, like this is it for me when I'm about to go to work. He fucked them up, stabbed them through the, uh, through the, like the stomach or the chest. Yeah. He rised up again from behind them. It's like, you you know, it was really dope. Yeah. This, this motherfucker's a beast. You know, what was dope about that, that fight that, uh, that actually, uh, again, uh, Dan, uh, and his, and his lovely wife, um, uh, Marissa put me uh, put me on to was something that I I didn't quite notice, but you still feel the effects of right. Was that so the Harkonnen right? They're basically the people who are setting up, you yep. know, uh, uh, um, uh, Leto and, and 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 his family, uh, and so they get their soldiers together, right? So their soldiers come in and try to mess with Leto's uh, soldiers, and they're like they're going back and forth, and they're just going at it, and then. The Harkonnen just back up and like, all right, we're chill. And then the Sardaukar, car, the like the like fucking specialists come rappel down. Yeah. And then they just wipe out Lado's crew, right? So they do that so that later when the Sardaukar car are coming for Duncan Idaho, uh, the uh uh Jason Momoa's character, it that makes that much more powerful because it's like, yo, you know, he's not fucking with the scrubs, dude. These are the fucking yeah. elite soldiers he's dealing with, and he's yeah, these fucking, are the top dog motherfuckers. Yo, and he's, and he's getting he's them the fuck out of there. Bodies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I thought that was a cool little thing that they they put me onto. That I again, I didn't I didn't necessarily notice that, but you still when you get to that scene, you feel that emotion of like, oh shit, it's about to go down. Yeah. Can he hold his own against it? And you see him DM up and it's like, oh shit, this dude goes hard, yo. Yeah, that's uh, one of my favorite yeah. scenes. Um, there, there's so much like emotion and thought put into this film, yeah. um, but it doesn't lack those like 
intense, exciting, fun action sequences either. Yeah. I, I feel like this movie delivered in all areas. And sure. shout out to some of like the the, the, the smaller characters. I mean, uh, Stellan uh, Skarsgård, who played uh, Baron uh, Vladimir. Yeah. Stellar. Javier Bardem. Josh yeah, somebody Brolin, called him a dirty. mermaid. I almost died, dude. Somebody's like, somebody get this floating mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Just very creepy, eerie uh, guy. When um, Leto like released a poison from this tooth and like you know the soldiers uh, the people came in with the suits on the hazmat suits and he was like up on the ceiling I'm like yeah. this slimy motherfucker yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Chang Chen who played Dr. Well Yu yeah uh, UA, I think he did a stellar. Like you, you just you you understood why he did what he did, mm-hmm. and I think that's because like he delivered such emotion in such a short period of time. Yeah. So stellar film. If you haven't seen this movie, I highly recommend it. I mean, I'm down to go see it again. It's that good. Yeah, fantastic movie. Uh, but we shall press forward. Um, so let's talk about a couple of trailers. Okay, we got a couple new trailers this past week uh, that I don't I don't know if you've gotten a chance to watch, but I it came out like the day after we did the uh, the last show, uh, so I, I stopped myself from from watching it. Uh, but this first one here um, is Uncharted. Uh, so obviously, uh, obviously, um, uh, you have the Uncharted games, which uh, I never played, but I, I believe the guy's name is Nathan Drake. Yep. I believe that's who um, is the main character. Tom Holland is playing. Yeah, I believe so. Um, so that's what this is born from. But I believe uh, this is a prequel to the games. Uh, so it goes the the story is a prequel to the game, starring uh, Holland as a younger Drake, showing uh, showing us details of how he came to meet and befriend uh, Sully. So really, they're trying to set this up for the next thirty years. This is what they're <laughs> this is what they're trying to tell us. Is like this is before the games, so we're starting at the fucking beginning. Okay, we might as well started with him as a baby okay and then followed him all the way up into the games and then we get into the games then we get into the post games <laughs> uh so yeah this is directed by ruben uh fleischer and written by art uh markham matt holloway and uh rafe uh jukins Judkins, Judkins, um, and stars Tom Holland, Sophia Ali, uh, Tati Gabrielle, uh, and Mark Wahlberg, among others. Uh, so and Antonio is due out. Antonio we can't Banderas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, he always shows up, man. I, you know, you know that one dependable person that always just shows up and does their fucking job. Antonio Banderas is Absolutely. that dude. You know what I mean? He always just shows up and does. I remember one of my favorite movies of all time was uh, a movie called. No, it's not going to be a movie. I guarantee you it's not the movie you're thinking what of. Is it? Uh, one of my favorite movies is uh, Ruby Sparks. Uh, you don't know what this movie is, nor should you. But, um, uh, and he's in it and it's just it's so fucking dope. Uh, what movie are you thinking of? Um, I mean, obviously there's Desperado, right? Oh, sure, sure, sure. But uh, one of my favorite, one of the movies that he was in that I thought was like really, uh, he was really underrated was like this movie Laundromat. Um, it came out in 2019. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen it. Very good movie. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's got, you know, he's got classics. Yeah, banger after banger, this guy. Um, but anyways, uh, so we want to react to the Uncharted trailer. So without further ado, here we go. There are places out there you can't find on any map. They're not gone. 
or just lost. Hey, kid. A little young for a bartender, aren't you? A little old for prom, aren't you? <laughs> Everything in here. Why the map? This is the path that Ferdinand Magellan took to sail around the world. You know your history. It's the biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion easy. I think you're here because you're your brother. Well, you know my brother, Sam. But now I smell the rain. And when it takes, and it's my way. If you find that gold, you find him too. Yes, I keep on. Who the hell is this? I'm a friend of Sully's. Sully doesn't have any friends. I should know I'm one of them. You are a collector. Well, I dabble. I don't dabble. My family has been looking for this fortune for a very long time. So much blood. Well, I'm pretty sure he just threatened to kill me. But don't touch your ear like that. You look like an idiot. You have no idea who you partnered with. I've been dreaming about this stuff since I was a kid. My brother Sam left one final clue. Big boys, we in because you're about to get a proper Scottish welcome. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap! Exclusively in movie theaters. All right. I never played the game. But yeah, I was gonna ask. Does look good. Did it? Did it hit certain notes for you? Um, it looks like a fun action adventure film with a great cast. Um, if they manage to bring, I feel like if I'd play the video game, mm-hmm. I would have more commentary on this. Um, but it, it just looks like a fun action adventure movie. Another, another treasure hunt. Yeah, as you, you know, will. uh, Angelina Jolie is somewhere piss the fuck off right now she's like you motherfuckers you guys fucking just made fun of me with these goddamn tomb raider movies and then here you go with some fucking uncharted shit acting like i just i wasn't the og of this shit who's more fuck upset y'all. angelina jolie in tomb raider yeah. or nicholas cage in like national treasure Nah, Nicolas Cage has nothing to complain about. There is no reason why those National Treasure movies <laughs> should have been should have been. Uh, here we you go. You gotta reach over there. Gotta, gotta yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, now, granted, Angelina Jolie's Tomb Raider is like the num- every every uh, it's Halloween. It's almost Halloween, right? Yeah. Every year when this uh, when this time of the year comes around, she gets brought back to life. At least her character, because when people think of Tomb Raider. Yes, there was a video game, but we're really thinking about Angelina Jolie and how she looked in that costume and her performance in the film, which I think the first movie was really good. So um, I still got to give the... Tra- oh, Indiana Jones. How are we forgetting? Who's the best? If you had to go find a treasure, mm-hmm. who would you hire? Yeah, Andy. He, he always comes out on top. 
But he almost always loses this shit. Like, he's going <laughs> to fuck it up somewhere Yo, did you, along did the way. Did you really like the Indiana Jones movies? Did um, you really fuck with them? When I was when I was younger, yeah. You know why? Because my mom used to love Harrison Indiana Ford. Jones. Okay. Uh, so I, I remember just being a kid, and like it was like one of those few movies that like you could watch with with your mom. Uh, what was the one? The uh, the Skull Island. I, that wouldn't Crystal say that. I don't think that was when we were young, but the, the, fair enough. That came out like three years ago. <laughs> what was like the second one where they were in India? Oh, you're you're okay. I I'm sorry. I got I had an aneurysm for a second. Um, uh, you're talking about Indiana Jones and the and it's like Indiana. And the, it's like in the Crystal Skull. There's the last Temple Crusade, of Doom, Temple last of Doom, Doom, the um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That was yeah. That was a, that was a more recent one. Yeah, that just came you know out. What? Yeah, it's probably the Temple of Doom that I'm thinking about. Like that movie was so fun. It was so great to watch when you're when you're younger and watching it with your parents. Your yeah, brothers and sisters. Yeah, Indiana. The reason why I ask is because Indiana Jones is actually the the one series I don't get it. Not that I don't understand it. I just, I do not understand its popularity. Like you don't get his like motives. No, no, no. I understand the movie. I just don't understand the popularity of the movies. Um, and again, it's kind of like star Wars in a way. I, uh, I was talking about star Wars, uh, uh, earlier this week. And I was trying to explain, like, I, I just, I missed it, dude. <laughs> like, I admit that this time where you watch these movies and you get, like, nostalgic when you think about them, and it's not just about the movies themselves, but it's about kind of what was going on in the time that you watch the movies. Mm-hmm. I missed it with Indiana Jones, where I just, I watched it, and I was just like, by the time I ended up watching when I was a little older, like, I, I watched it when I was younger, but I never, like, sat down to, like, watch it, watch it, right? I, it wasn't double impact, right? I didn't sit down. It was like, oh, shit, he's got a brother? looks just like him what the fuck right uh but and so i would watch it and he'd have this whip and you know he usually like shoots on i was just like ah, i don't care um and then when i w- would watch them again uh as i was older i just didn't have like an attachment to it. i just didn't give a shit you know yeah. and and i think that i i wonder i'm like are these movies that good you know it was definitely a period in time right where <laughs> I love these watching these old movies like this because like especially when parts of the movies take place in like foreign countries yeah like when they're in India yeah. or they're in Pakistan and or they're just in killing Africa, a whole lot of brown and black people yeah, China, <laughs> and how overly animated like if they're in India the Indian people have to like play up this character them being Indian, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like can't just be like you know like normal. Yeah, I did. I just I'm chilling. Like, Delhi, just like chilling. <laughs> they have to like, play up their yeah, accents, like yeah. to be funny to Americans, right? Yeah. Um, so I think you you notice that in Temple of Doom, but like I don't, I just have a, a somewhat of a nostalgic taste for these movies. No, I, I feel you. There, there's clearly like a ton of movies that I, I'd fuck with. But, uh, but personally, I would hire Laura Croft because she gets the like white woman privilege. So oh, yeah, for sure. Even when she goes to a foreign yeah, country she and definitely, steals an ancient artifact that she has yeah, yeah. no business stealing. No, she definitely carries her way through the world. Yeah, this is uh, this is very, uh, that's a very astute observation. I wonder how Killmonger would feel about Indiana Jones and Laura Croft stealing no, Afri- yeah. artifacts from Africa and bringing them back to museums and yeah, the Yeah, that's why you're trying to get the Wakanda weapons. He's like, yeah. fuck this happening anymore. Right? That's what happened when he was in the uh, the museum with, yeah, the, with yeah. the lady and he was like, yeah, you don't even know what the she fuck said, this oh, is. Yeah, they discovered this. Like, nah, shut up. Did they actually <laughs> discover it or did they steal it? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, one of my favorite insults of all time. Super quick story. Um, favorite insults of all time was uh, shout out to B again. Uh, we were at this party. Uh, it was like a little cookout, and this little kid. Uh, we're sitting at this table, and this little kid just comes up, and he's just like staring at us. And I was like, "What's up, little man? How's it going?" And he just just like takes a long time. And then he's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> and I just think that's one of the that's one of the most hurtful insults you can give anybody. Kids <laughs> see deep into your soul. They see who you truly are. So he wasn't telling you on the surface to shut up. Yeah, he was he's telling me. your inner self to shut up. Inner your soul. <laughs> Yo, I've never, I never had to hold myself back from just punching a kid more than in that moment. I just, it took every fiber yeah. of my not wanting to get processed and booked that same day. <laughs> it took all that shit in order for me not to punch the and screw in the fucking you chest. Have against a kid is like, oh, fuck your mom. <laughs> What you actually have to do yeah, yeah. You can't just well, yeah. and let him walk in like while you're clapping cheeks. Hey, little man. And also, uh, who his mom is? You don't want to be making promises that you can't keep. Yeah, true, true. It's uh, a risk oh, benefit analysis you got to conduct there. Anyways, uh, Uncharted uh, looks cool. Looks cool. Um, it does look like your standard fare. They they really are planted up with Mark Wahlberg and um, uh, Antonio and, Banderas and, and, uh, and what's his fucking name? Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know. It's just, uh, Shout out to Tati Gabrielle, who is also in uh, You season three. Um, I've seen her in a few things recently, and uh, I just feel like she's continuing to be show up in great projects time mm. and time again yeah um is really like carving out a niche for herself there you go um all right let's move on to trailer number two now this is interesting because i didn't know what the fuck this was uh but we got true story which uh tells the tale uh of a um a tour stop in kids hometown of philadelphia becomes a matter of life and death for one of the world's most famous comedians this is starring kevin hart wesley snipes theo rossi uh and abby page among others and is due out november 24th of this particular year i had no idea what the fuck this was i just saw the trailer for it and i was like all right let's shoot um so i'm walking to this cold i really don't know anything about this project but uh but you know considering that who it has in it interested interested Listen, anything with the wesley snipes in it is good in yeah my book. uh all right here we go please welcome to the stage mm-hmm. one of hollywood's brightest stars philadelphia's own the kid <laughs> Brother and his crew, they're backstage. This is when Carl starts to become Carl. Beware of the handshake. This is a toast to my little brother. Always got my back. Must be nice to be a celebrity. What's the problem? What's the fucking problem? Situation. Situation. Pardon me, sir. These detectives would like to speak with you. Seven hours ago, you the biggest motherfucker since Eddie. 
Now you're about to be the most scandalous. What else are you doing that we don't know about? You in trouble or you on the run from the law? We need you to come with us. Everything I worked hard for is over. There might be another way. I got this. Why is that every time you tell me you got it, I feel like I get in more trouble? I'm Sometimes people get tired of getting looked down on. Sometimes people get fed up with that shit. Now I got a lot more to lose than just my career. The next move better be a smart one. Let me tell you the truth is in the eyes, cause the eyes don't lie. Alrighty. I feel like this movie has a lot of upside, right? <laughs> Wasn't he in a movie called Upside? I think so. Wasn't that a movie with Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart? I don't fucking I didn't watch it. Was that the upside? I think it was the upside. Oh, sure. yeah. Anyway, so shout out to Kevin Hart. This movie also has upside, right? Yeah. The story, I like where they're going with it. You know, story of like, you know, a younger brother becomes like one of the world's most famous, most recognizable celebrities. Older brother's kind of like living in the younger brother's shadow, who maybe tries to carve a niche for himself, ends up in a bad situation, a bad spot, maybe owing some people some money or he committed a crime, killed somebody, whatever the thing was. Um, I feel like there's a really and like younger brother brothers team up and they try and like save each other. Right. Um, I feel like this is, looks like an interesting story. There's. For me, there's a lot of upside here. Like, based off of this one trailer, you know, I had this movie up here. Who knows where it's going to land? If it delivers anywhere around that area in which, like, I already had those, like, you know, anticipated expectations, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a good movie. It's on Netflix. I can watch this from the couch. I don't have to go to the theaters to see it. Um, as long as it, as long as it's a really good, fun, interesting movie to watch from the couch, like, I'm here for it. Yeah, uh, this looks really. I, I like this um, because it's kind of like, you know, where uh, where art meets reality, right? Where art imitates reality. However the fuck that saying goes, I fucked it up. Uh, but uh, you know, obviously, Kevin Hart has not not had <laughs> his fair share of scandals. You know, uh, where he ended up, I think, in an. Um, in a hotel room, uh, cheating on his wife, essentially. It was in the uh, back of a back of a uh, Bentley, I think. I, I think that was another time. I think there's been multiple occasions. And so, uh, and so, this is a really interesting product uh, project for him to take on. Uh, and so, I wonder exactly, sort of, if, if he's the one who came up with his idea, or if it was, uh, you know. Uh, you know, if somebody else wrote it and, and presented it to him, um, because it, it's pretty spot on with, uh, with I guess how his life is going, and, and honestly, how to handle fame too, right? And the pressures of it, um, because there's a lot that comes with when, you know, uh, and I and I'll use Naomi Osaka as as a person as as sort of the example for this is that. If you want to do anything, if you want to be a comedian, if you want to be a tennis player, if you want to be anything of of note that. Um, comes with it a lot of um, attention. There is more than that comes with it than just the thing itself. If you want to play tennis and be one of the best tennis players ever, and you have the talent to do so, 
well, you're going to have to give up some 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 personal time because well well now you're between endorsements and uh, engagements and uh, doing shit for the brand. Well, now it goes beyond just you, yeah. right? Um, and once you get into that limelight, it's hard to fucking get out of, you know. Uh, and so I feel like somebody like Kevin Hart knows so much about that. Where you're a comedian, you're living your life, but you're basically living your life in front of everybody because all the mistakes that you're just like fuck like this is a terrible mistake that i wish nobody ever knew and never nobody ever brought up again everybody knows and bring up every fucking time you see you know you in an interview uh, well yeah how's everything with you and your wife right now bitch don't ask me about my wife like (laughs) and it's funny how like certain celebrities um kind of like become the image in which the public sees them as right so it's Mm -hmm. like you're this larger than life perfect human being who doesn't make mistakes yeah i think someone like kevin hart has tried to be that yeah so then when you do make those mistakes they get highlighted so much more than yeah when you present yourself as a fuck up it's hard for anybody like you know yeah perfect example you know is trump right trump presents himself as a piece of shit and so when he does piece of shit things you're kind of just like yeah it's pretty much on brand you know what's crazy about that though i think trump in his mind thinks he's presenting himself (laughs) as like this like respectable admirable icon <laughs> yeah. but like everybody else like, Yo, like, are you sure you want to do that or say that like you're hey, gonna hey, sound look like a piece hey, of shit he's yeah. like no people are gonna love this um well people apparently do uh yeah. but so I feel like if yeah. anyone has like delusions of grandeur it's Trump, yeah. right yeah. um but i feel like you know kevin hart he's tried to be like similar which is like i think the rock is in the same situation yeah. they're best friends the rock is like this uh flawless you know icon who makes no mistakes who's like perfect smile perfect all the time whenever you see him on tv is he actually like that in real life i doubt it i bet he's a dick to be honest i imagine he's kind of because like there's no way you can be that perfect all the time yeah without like either letting it get to your head or just like when the camera's on you're all smiles yeah and, you know and he's so tight yeah he's, he's always so positive off, yeah. he's like yo get the fuck away from me no one touch me no one even speaks to me directly no one look where are my eyes. skittles only the reds you know i only like the red skittles i could be Uh, wrong i mean i I hope he's as great as he seems on tv but we saw what happened with ellen degeneres right like this great person when the camera's on but off off camera they're like but but, but it's true what you said in that uh really it's not um that that person is just human right ellen is just a human being meaning that she has the capacity to be really really I'm sure really great also a piece of shit right but we only they only present to us the really great part or you know and and, and I guess in her case it comes across at least to me it came across as like really disingenuine like it it, it didn't really ever it just seemed like she was playing a character you know Um, and uh, but when you present that only that character then when you when you know when you close the door it's kind of like I I don't see that like you're just a regular person then so if you regular people are pieces of shit sometimes you know so if the rock is not the most pleasant person perfectly fine he's fucking human right but it's because we see this picture perfect image like you were talking about um but anyways this looks like a dope project true story sure um Um, one one thing though now that we're on the topic i do feel like there are certain celebrities who've done it well who've like not played up to the mold of how people perceive them and they're just like i'm gonna stay 
100% authentic no matter what to my detriment or to my um, you know to my advantage yeah uh, Keanu Reeves I think he does it well he's like uh, like you know when the movie's uh, on when, when I'm filming I'll be the the character you want me to be yeah when the movie's not on I'm gonna grow my hair I'm gonna grow a beard I'm just gonna be chill no I think Keanu shit. Reeves benefits from just not saying much of anything at all yeah, I mean yeah. say nothing right like, that's not, but I, th- I think that's different from somebody like the rock who like he's always making appearances and he's always out there being positive and Keanu Reeves just fucking just doesn't do it he's just like whatever I'm yeah, gonna go over but again I think that is like him being authentic to himself right? yeah, yeah, okay. um, yeah. Marshawn Lynch another guy who and, and for him it's played up Yo. right he's so hundred percent himself that people are just like we love that about american you. hero change. this guy marshawn lynch and these fools brought him on the monday night you know how i know everybody loves marshawn they lynch knew. they know exactly what the fuck they're going to get every time they put him on any sort of live tv setting mm-hmm. they know exactly what's going yeah. to happen and yet they keep doing it because they know he's it's fucking awesome oh like, my god what? he's great the network will issue an apology, but this is going to be the number they one watch care. thing They're on like, TV. He's like, you know what, Marshawn, sure, we're you. sorry. We'll make Peyton or Eli apologize <laughs> for what you said when you be you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, I, I feel like, is is so cringe to like watch him interact with like Peyton Manning and Eli. It's it's cringe. Because Peyton and Eli are great. They, they loosened up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. Marshawn's on a, uh, as a... Uh, I feel like it was just like a mad TV thing back in the day. Uh, those who get it, shout out to you. But uh, a hoe, not the level. I used to shout out to Brandon. I used to we used to make that joke all the time. But Marshawn Lynch is a whole other fucking level when it comes to just fucking letting it just whatever, whatever. Yeah. And he does it so authentically. Like yo, he's just talking. He doesn't cameras on off. I don't care. I, this is just who the fuck I am. I feel like <laughs> they don't. You can't really script Marshawn. It's like no. You know, here's the premise of what we're doing. I don't know how he does those commercials. They, they, just, they just roll camera and they're like yeah, uh, let's just see what happens and usually, usually you get a few seconds of gold in yeah. a TV commercial or like a short interview that's really all you need that's all you need um, but uh, but yeah uh, so uh, but shout out to Kevin Hart this looks like a dope story uh, shout out to Wesley Snipes man look making back that money because uh, I know he had, he had some tax situations he had to go ahead and take care of so he's been steadily working I remember uh, one of the movies uh, I was one of the first movies I remember seeing him where I was like oh shit I think Wesley might be back is uh, Dolomite Dolomite is his name yeah with uh, Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy yeah yeah um, uh, yeah it was, was a really good movie he showed up on that yeah um, for sure I've always loved Wesley Snipes I mean like he's got some classics so I'm happy to he see him he does have back. some duds dude I, those Art of War sequels uh, the they didn't first slap. Art of War yeah they didn't the, the first great. one it was great murder at 1600 i don't remember much about that movie i remember it was a big deal when it first came out and i just remember that was not really paying uh, attention was to the fugitive no he was not was a fugitive it? no or no was that the that was our, the i think was that was that was, was murder that of, uh, or that was murder 1600 yeah uh what was that the movie jungle fever i think it was jungle fever white back man in the day white man can't jump classics blade one. classics blade classic <laughs> Blade Trinity, Whew. Uh, Blade yeah, yeah. Two was really really good. Blade Two was dope. Blade Three, Blade Trinity was mm. the movie that you know you know when you have your family and you know it's the one that you just don't mention. You just like okay, every hey that person is cool. Oh, this kid is great. This kid's great. This kid's <laughs> he's, 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 he's had a little bit of trouble. Yeah, it's just you just grumble. That's the person yeah. you just grumble. Oh, okay. Where's your middle child? Yeah, I camp. Don't know. Summer camp. <laughs> he's right there. <laughs> prison <laughs> uh, yeah. um but yeah anyways um so let, let's let's move on we got a couple of topics here we can kind of quickly get through i know we want to 
to try to wrap a little bit uh earlier and i think we can wrap pretty much on time my dude um Look, let, let's talk real quick. Uh, first, let, let's you know we 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 talked about Dune, uh, and there was a bit of not necessarily controversy, but there was a there was some. We all paused. I was like, "Are we not going to get a second part to this thing that was clearly titled Dune Part One? Is that not where we're going to fucking get? Are you guys going to do this shit? <laughs> like, uh, so it was not. Uh, it, it was not clear on whether we were actually indeed officially going to get a Dune part two. Uh, and this dates all the way back to when they were actually shooting the movie. Uh, Denis Villeneuve uh, wanted to shoot both one and two back to back with uh, which the movies, honestly, with the way that they shot it, it was basically really set up for them to do that. It, it feels like, you know, it feels like it was like might as well just go ahead and shoot this shit back yeah. to back because we know this shit's going to slap, right? Like it's not, it's not a debate on whether this movie is going to be good or not. Uh, it, it's just a debate on, you know, if Warner brothers wanted to, wanted to actually uh, go for the second one, but this did happen. Um, I believe sort of at the onset of the, uh, I believe they were kind of wrapping the production, if I'm not mistaken, at the onset of the pandemic, and so I think that made them alter their plans uh, a, a, a bit, but but it's it's a farce to think you're going to put out a movie of this magnitude, and it's a great movie, a hundred percent. It's a great movie, um, and not give us a part two. Like you labeled it Dune Part One, you better just label that shit Dune if you're not going to give me a fucking part two. Otherwise, you're fucking you're stupid <laughs> if you do that because like what do you think we're all just going to forget that it was a thing and, and it just be like uh all right well uh, i guess we're just not gonna no motherfucker we're gonna be on your fucking necks until you yeah. give us a dune part two and so but luckily it it has been announced uh uh that we are indeed going to get a dune part two um and i'm excited uh because it's it's not only going to be uh the scope of it's going to be awesome, but I just can't wait to see what they do with the rest of the book because it's the book takes some really interesting turns that I'm, it's like, I feel like it's hard to adapt that. And I just can't wait to see exactly how they do it or what they do with it. Cause it's going to be interesting one way. Look, even if it's not a good movie, it's going to be a fucking interesting movie. This is all, is yeah. all I can say. Yeah. There's no way they, we don't get a Dune part two. Like, you know, after, if you've seen Dune, you, you like, you know, in, in the first hour of the movie, you're like, yep, there's going to be a part two. Just because like, there's like so much story. This world is so big. So much is happening. And like, I remember we, I, I had to, pause the movie to take a piss and I was only like an hour and 35 minutes in or something like that right yeah. and I'm I, I look at how much time is left and I'm like I'm excited because there's still so much more story to tell yeah but I know it is gonna be hard to complete this story in the remaining time for this one film so yeah. w- when they announce part two no surprise there um I, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if there's several movies and like spinoffs down the road. Yeah, well, they've they've got a series coming out about the uh, the Bene Gesserit, the uh, the uh, I guess we would call them witches. Yeah. Um, although no. it, it, it seems like they're a little. I guess maybe in the book I'm thinking of, uh, they were a little less w- witchy and more just, they're just really fucking skilled people, <laughs> yeah. uh, is, is what they were in this. They have some, some pretty hardcore fucking powers. That shit was dope with the voice, uh, when, when they command people, yeah, where they like uh, compel you to yeah. do shit. 
Uh, and uh, Jessica was so dope. She was a great character. Uh, shout out to Rebecca Ferguson, who played Jessica. Uh, I did say that I had a little bit of issue. Not not issue, just there are some emotional moments in it that I thought she could have played a little bit more, not subtly, but like a little less than what it was. Yes. Um, so yeah. the moment where she was outside of the door crying yeah. when, when Paul was in the room with... Um, the Reverend Mother. Yeah, Reverend Mother. Yeah. Um, I kind of understood the emotion there, right? Because like, you know, your kid is in this room with Reverend Mother. He could literally die. Yeah. There were other times when she was just like very emotional throughout the yeah. film. Like, and I didn't understand exactly why. Fearful, worried, concerned, but it, but it, but yeah, it but always like, it always mixed me up, up because she's such a powerful character mm-hmm. and in those moments like so for instance um, on the well it's not that she seemed weak but it seemed like it was a it was a mixing of the two uh like so for instance when she's on the um when they're on the ship or the 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 aircraft mm-hmm. that they were on i don't even know what the fuck to call those things um She's so in the moment. She's just boom. You do that. I do this. Boom, 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 boom. We're out of here. You know, like she's so she just takes command. But then there's other parts in the movie where it's almost like you just see her kind of like almost about to like crumble. Mm -hmm. And it it, it's and I I get how that could be just a person period. Right. That could happen with in in terms of person. But with her, I just felt like in those moments where she's assertive and she's powerful, I felt like that's too distinct to then in other moments just be like with a flick of the wind you'll just you know fall over and you know just give up you know which is kind of the vibe that they sort of gave us with some other moments but nonetheless still loved it it was a small little nitpick nitpick thing but um, this movie opened for about 40, somewhere between 40, 41 million, I think, uh, opening weekend, which I think gave Warner Brothers, which is crazy to think that there was, it, it, it could do anything, I feel like, and still they would have to greenlit, because it's like, uh, greenlight a part two, uh, it's like, what else are you going to produce that you're like, I'll spend money on this thing, but not give you a Doom part. Like, what's the other thing? What are you going to make Fast a new Furious fucking nine. Ghostbusters? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, uh, I, I think they're already greenlit nine. Ten. Well, <laughs> um, but I mean, we if you watched the movie, you knew there was going to be a part two coming. I feel like the studio was hoping that like all right we we're hoping this film does the numbers that we think it's going to do uh, and i think the actual numbers for this were uh 41 million dollars in the u.s i think it's like 225 million uh, worldwide so you know the revenue's there um but there's no way part two for this film isn't coming i'm excited for it uh this movie you know Again, my expectations, whatever they were, this movie exceeded my expectations by far. Yeah, uh, I do recall telling you, I was like, you're going to fucking like it. I just, he kept, uh, <laughs> just something about it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And now, then so you, here, here's what I'm going to try. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me some, some, give me a lot of critique here. I want some critique of the movie. No, no, it's not even a critique of the movie. Okay. This is, um, because I enjoy this movie so much more than I did, I know there's a series of books. Yeah. I may have to go and pick up those books. From what I understand, and I, I talked about this extensively with my man Dan, um, you want to pick up the first book. Other books? 
might be a pass. Might be a pass. Mm. Okay. But that first book, fire. Really? Fire. And I can attest. I can attest to it. Yeah. Fire book. I mean, trust me. I wouldn't get to the second book. Anyway. <laughs> I'm a. Uh, I'm a one story kind of. Well, especially if it's a movie, I'll read the first one. Yeah. The rest of them, no. Uh, uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Good book. Yeah. The rest of them, I'm sure they were good. I don't know. <laughs> the movies were up until a certain point, and I'm like, all right, this is uh, fucking too much. Uh, up until um, JK. But yeah, I, I, I'm going to give Dune a try just because I want to see how in, how different the book is from the from the movie. Yeah. Um, and then we got the we got Dune Part Two coming October twentieth, twenty twenty three. Yeah, I believe is the release date. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if they're going to hit that, but we'll see. I'm sure they will, because uh, I'm sure they all the stuff they already built out for the first one. I'm sure they still have remnants. Of, like they know what the fuck they're doing now, you know. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there could be pandemic part two. You know. Uh, well, no, I, th- I feel like it's not that I don't think that clearly the pandemic's still a thing, right? Trust me, my Green Bay Packers know that the pandemic's still raging, right? But mm, I feel yeah, like we've gotten to. to a point where I feel like it not not the new normal, but the I don't think I don't think we're going to be shutting anything down anytime soon. <laughs> for for like I, regardless of what the numbers said, like I I feel like as a country we've already demonstrated that we don't give a fuck. All right, how many people are? I don't care. We don't care. Yeah, we don't care. Are restaurants and bars open? Are they open? Can I? What's the death toll? Did I die? Are the no. clubs open? Can I go? Can I go yeah. fist pump tonight? No. All right. um, Americans are like as long as I didn't die. Yeah, everything should be open. Yeah. That's the most, and it's like the most. That's the most fucked up way of thinking of, of something. Is did I die? Yeah. No. All right. Cool. We're in business. What? Yeah, Americans wake up every morning like. <laughs> I made it. Still alive. <laughs> cool. Let's go drink. And you know what? I say that completely as a hypocrite because I'm not going to lie. I have been... Uh, there was a certain point where I shut... We just shut everything down, right? Like, even even when they re- started to reopen things, we, we still were like, oh, let's see where this is going for us, you know? Um, but I feel like now it's to the point where you've been vaccinated. Probably you'll get the booster. Uh, you roll the dice a little bit more than you might have before, right? Like where before it was just like motherfucker, I six feet motherfucker, right? I went to the theater to see Dude, yeah. but now it's kind of like yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I, I was rolling the dice a little bit before. Yeah, I, I got the shot. It's you, of course is, you did. <laughs> which is why I mean, I got COVID, but yeah. like, I beat COVID. You know what I mean, uh, I beat COVID. I beat COVID. Oh, okay, yeah, I, mean, I might, I might be the. I might be the cure. Yes, yeah, spoken like a true American. But I'm ready to get that motherfucking uh, that booster. You know, I need that boosty. <laughs> that boosty, bro. I hope they like. Just let me go pick it up at like Walmart or something. Like yeah, can that. I inject it myself? I'm doing myself. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I just want to. Sh- stab myself in the ass and just do it myself and then just go about why my does day. it have to be in the ass I don't, they did it in the arm before I don't understand why it has to be in the ass I don't know you, you know in the movies when someone needs like the adrenaline shot to like keep going and keep killing they stab, stab him in the ass name the, me one movie the, the one Epi-Pen. movie that this is, they stabbed him in the ass there was a movie I saw recently where somebody got a shot in the ass yeah, yeah you can't think of it no, no it's, it's gonna come to me someone got injected with something it, it was like uh, I, I know of the chest uh, you got Pulp Fiction right where you stab her in the chest to give her the adrenaline this was like a, it was like a, what is that stuff called epinephrine which is like the adrenaline sure you you inject it into your system and it gives you like that boost and you can go keep killing sure. I forgot what movie it was but it'll come to me don't Fair worry enough. about it we've gotten tremendously off topic okay Dune 2 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's October 20th yeah. 2023 Dune 2 yeah there you go uh, 
I, I can't wait to, to see it. Uh, I, I'm very interested to see where does Denis Villeneuve go after this? After he's done vacation. Dune Part Two, <laughs> oh, long overdue vacation. No, uh, what is he? What movie does he make after this? Because after like if he if he nails Part Two and that's like also a hit, what can you do? Like Dune is like the quintessential sci-fi. It's basically what Star Wars is. Uh, um, built after right um that it, it's kind of based on a lot of the groundwork that they built in dune um what the fuck do you do after that like there's nothing you're going to do that can really top that i say just go back to the indie scene just go back to make some quiet contemplative movie you know yeah. and, and like this is uh this is what i meant to say earlier when you made the comment about like you know his argument for best director of all time it's 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 certainly an argument that some could have it's when you're a director and you're playing with a budget as big as he's playing with, like it's one of those things where it's, it's kind of hard to fail, right? No, 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 no. Hear me no, out, no, hear me no, out, no, hear me no, out, no, hear me okay. out. Yeah. If you're playing with like a $200 million budget, you can hire the best writers. You can hire the best visual effects people. You can hire the, you can bring on the best producers and you can bring on the best like cast, right? Supporting cast, fucking you can bring in the best key grip in the city in the in the in the best that guy can hold the mic steady like no other you can bring okay, in that guy called him the key grip <laughs> fair enough uh is it is it the key grip or is it the boom mic guy I, yeah the 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 sound uh, operator the sound recordist fuck it bring him in bring him in hire everybody <laughs> we got a budget like that so are, is the best director the director who and granted to get the 200 million dollar budget you have to have had produced you have to have like have the the resume in order for a studio to give you that amount of money to say all right go do this thing we know you're going to deliver or at least we hope you are so is the but is the director with the 200 million dollar budget and a lot to work with is is that the best director if he delivers a great project or does the director who has like a five ten million dollar budget who def- who also delivers a great project well this is Who's this better? is the exact uh oh and and pardon me the exact debate uh we were having addy corrected me in the other uh, chat here uh the debate we're having we're gonna have an argument uh but this is exactly what we were debating about uh is uh because his whole thing was talking about nolan um addy was saying basically he doesn't believe nolan can make uh a great film given a smaller budget um that he needs that higher budget um but but sort of where my viewpoint is is for one how the fuck do we know that unless he actually which actually for oppenheimer his his upcoming movie he's going to have a smaller budget um but also um it's not that's not an easy like there have been movies that where you can give somebody all the money in the world, right? These Transformer movies are not cheap, and they are Cloud ass. Atlas. They are <laughs> Cloud Atlas, right? <laughs> the Wachowskis, right? Uh, great with the Matrix, terrible with Cloud Atlas, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, you can give somebody a great big budget and have it be just not a good movie, and you can give somebody a small budget and have it be a fantastic movie. All of those extremes are true or can be true. Um, but the the thing is, is there's no guarantees, right? Yeah. If you if you give somebody a bigger budget, it's not a guarantee that they're going to make a great movie. That's what makes Denis Villeneuve, uh, Villeneuve so like almost in a, in a realm of his own. Now, I would argue Nolan, Spielberg, all those guys are, are still sort of in that, you know, atmosphere. Um, but 
I don't know that there's 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 no there's no I don't think there is a measurement. You can do it by you can say at this price point who makes the best movies at this price point. Boom, mm, here's yeah. this person at that price point at this budget who makes the best movies. Boom, it's that person, right? You can I feel like you can kind of do that a little bit, but even that's really subjective. But I don't think that there's ever going to be an ability for somebody to be like, well, uh, you're the best director because of X Y Z because it's like it's based on taste. It's you somebody. Yeah. So I'm I know there were people who watched Dune and was like unimpressed i'm very unimpressed and it's like i would never I mean, believe most that, things but... are based on taste right yeah even in things where like there are like those like metrics right the, those measurables like if you look at sports um some people say michael jordan's the best some people say kobe's the best some people say lebron is the best um and and we have numbers and titles and championships and stats to uh you know, to put in front of everybody and you make your decisions based off of this, these factual, these like very real numbers. And mm. it's still very subjective with something like who's the best director. Um, the, the numbers don't quite speak. Numbers don't quite give you the answer. They're just numbers like, Oh, this film made this much at box office. Like, okay, well you spent this much to make it right. Um, or like, you know, this film was an indie film and you spent this much to make it. It didn't quite do well, but it was still a great film and won best film, right? You spent $200 million in a movie and it doesn't win best picture, but it was still a great movie. Mm -hmm. Like what is the, what is like the, you know, the, Oh, and I, I'm, I'm completely, I am completely disregarding best the actual yeah, I don't care Oscars. About, like, best best picture um, best director, ever I mean, since like green, a, green book one, I was like, Oh, okay. You guys don't know what the fuck you're doing. Good. Yeah. All right. Thanks for telling me. Um, but yeah, I, I really it's 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 a really subjective thing, and uh, and I and I think that um, uh, in any case, we're getting great product from uh, Denis Villeneuve, and I'm just in my mind, my mind wanders to what are you going to give us after this? Because it's like what out like what is out? What else is there to do? <laughs> There's you know, you know what I hope he does. Yeah, the next action hero. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Run it back. Nah, we're good. Uh, we're good on that one because it's a weird fucking story. And honestly, uh, I, I think Run we're good. Run it back. We're, we're good on that. Um, you know what? I'd like to. I, I'd like to see him do. I'd like to see what he would do. Who's directing the new Blade movie with uh, Marshall Ali? Oh God, I know this actually. Who is? directing the new blade movie fuck him get him out of there I bring in these <laughs> uh yeah he might make a fire blade movie dude that might be fire dude it wouldn't be quite the blade movie we remember from back in the day it'd be a different blade movie okay. I, it give, would give still be fire movie. i've already seen that movie yeah yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah. um yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just really curious what the fuck he does after this. Uh, he he's a, he's a really great director, and uh, and I appreciate his his work. If you if you haven't seen some of his other movies, like besides Blade Runner, I would highly recommend it. Um, he did um, the uh, the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. He actually did a couple movies with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, one of them was uh, what's the one with him and um, Hugh Jackman. It's like kind oh, of like a mystery. Um, I keep wanting to say the prestige. Where, that's not where it. Hugh Jackman's like kid gets kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or prisoners. Uh, yes, prisoners. Um, great One movie. Of, yo, fantastic. Hugh movie. Jackman's performance in Prisoners. Fantastic, fantastic. Oh, Paul Dano uh, in that movie chills. was awesome. Paul Dano was uh, fantastic. Um, uh, we got Sicario. We got Arrival, which is one of Arrival. His, uh, I think one of his fantastic best fucking movie. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. One of the more one of the earlier movies that he did that I thought was really understated was uh, a movie called Enemy with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Yeah, Fantastic yeah, movie. I remember that movie. That was a really good Weird movie. ending. Great movie though. Um uh so yeah, I, I'm just really interested what he fucking does after this. Uh we could we could move on. We're getting a Dune part two. Everybody's excited. It's gonna be dope. Um dude, uh we gotta jump at this for at least a few minutes. <sighs> Crazy fucking story, man. Um so like everybody knows what the fucking deal is right now, man. Uh, on the set of the movie Rust, uh, a gun was discharged by um, by Alec Baldwin, uh, and it ended up uh, striking and killing uh, the cinematographer for the film, um, who was uh, 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 Helena. I believe uh, Helena. I believe. Uh- Damn, I don't want to say this yeah. wrong because she's passed. Yeah, Helena Hutchins. Uh, in any event, Helena, Helena. Yeah, I wish I knew this how to pronounce his name. I believe Helena is is, is 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 how it goes. Um, but uh, in any event, she was shot and killed by Baldwin um, because he thought it was a uh, he thought it was a cold gun. He thought it was a it was a gun that um, you know that didn't have anything in it. Um, and uh, something actually ended up stri- striking the director as well for the film. Um, yeah, but he was only struck in his shoulder so he was uh, fine thereafter uh, or not fine but he, he did not die um, thereafter. Um, and they're still currently investigating exactly what was going on. Um, there's a lot of twists and turns with this in terms of who is to is at fault and who's to blame. Um, some some people or, or some 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 information is coming about like uh, the the assistant director. Some information uh, is coming about the props person, um, and it's not great. Uh, the, the things that are coming out. The, the the place that I kind of wanted to focus on is. What what is the effect of this going forward? Because oftentimes I, I had a great conversation earlier today uh, with, uh, with with Dan, and uh, one of the things that I was co- trying to convey was that oftentimes this incremental change is uh, just an appeasement so that we can give you a little something so we don't have to really actually change anything right we can kind of keep everything exactly the same but we do the thing in a moment to give you a make you feel like there's like a little change so that you just don't notice that we're not changing a goddamn thing and i was talking about like politics but i feel like that applies to this situation where there is just no reason anything like this should happen like there's 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 no reason there. I don't care if it's a, de- a defect or uh, uh, some sort of there. There isn't a reason that so, I understand accidents happen clearly. Right. Uh, I've been in situations where a light falls, where live wires situations. Right. But this situation seems in particular, and, and there's been a number of instances like, you know, of, of people of there being accidents on sets and things like that. Um, and and I, I don't really feel like rehashing all those, but with this one in particular, it just seems very preventable. Yeah. And what I'm wondering is what, forget who's at fault or whatever, what mechanisms are going to be put into place to prevent these type of things from happening? 
obviously it's going to be figured out like what's going you know who again who's at fault and is anybody going to be charged and all that other stuff and exactly what everybody's past is as far as you know what their history is and 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 if they've had issues before all that's going to be worked out right but if everything kind of just goes back to just yeah we're just gonna you know keep on as usual yeah. and there's going to be some sets that are a little bit more safe than others and you know and 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 people aren't going to really pay any sort of repercussions because i feel like that's what this sort of boils down to right is somebody gets somebody that they work with right and that person might be shut at their job but they just they know that person and they work with them right so what happens is then that person gets protected right because if somebody's having issues on another set and it's never dealt with then an accident is inevitable right yeah and so that's obviously not going to that's obviously not going to change anything if we just allow that same system to continue without any sort of penalty without any sort of correction and who i think you're referring to is the is it the armorer on the set of this film rust who was fired from a previous film yeah. for um something similar to what happened here yeah. where it was like uh, negligence in regards to like how weapons were handled on set yeah i i, I and again i i've I read some things about the uh assistant director and then i read some things about the the armorer uh, mm -hmm. armorer um i i don't really even care like is yeah. i guess i don't like that's like the uh, i'm not saying there should be a focus and there shouldn't be a focus but where my attention goes is what can we fucking put in place to make sure this shit does not happen to make sure that i don't give a fuck who you are if it's a person who's have has had issues in the past that there's mechanisms put into place where you can't be the person in charge of this shit if your if your job is to ensure that people don't get hurt and you end up either getting people hurt or had a significant potential to get people hurt why the fuck are you on a set how yeah. how does how is it that you're the person in charge of this shit that that's like you know if like your when license is suspended yeah you cannot drive for uber like <laughs> it's this simple like yeah. why are you behind the wheel of a car if yeah. your license is suspended if you're if you're a police officer right and you you're on your fourth shooting where you just randomly shot somebody who was like unarmed or you just had, you just keep getting into these issues where you end up like shooting people at a certain point people have to be like what the fuck is happening why are you out on the street you should you you should for put aside how people feel about police for for one second you in particular should not sit at the fucking desk and push papers instead of being out on the fucking street this person could do something else in in, in the film industry but you shouldn't be the person in charge of ensuring other people yeah. are safe if you have a history i think you know? there's like another like uh, a question that i would ask before i'd ask that question sure. right it's like and that question is why are real guns and live ammunition even only on the set of a film why do any of these weapons yeah even i would that, have that's, working that's what i was mechanisms? confused about as well uh i was reading some things where and i don't know if they were just trying to say it this way because it's just it gets more views but they were seeing the ammunition and i didn't understand if they were talking about like blanks and shit like that or if they were talking about actual ammunition because if there's live am because that's apparent that's supposed to be banned from from film sets right you're not yeah. supposed to have live ammunition because yeah so, what so the like, fuck would you need live ammunition for yeah so from from what i understand right on a film set live ammunition is banned sometimes they use like blank ammunition right yeah. and the reason why they even use real guns on film sets is a lot of directors producers or actors feel um 
uh, you interact with it differently, right? The weight of a real gun may be different than the weight of like a wooden or plastic gun, right? Um, the care you take with it, how you use it, um, may add some type of authenticity to the film that you wouldn't get with a fake gun, right? Yeah. Um, why you'd even use like uh, blanks, right, on a set when you could uh, you could add the effect of the the gunshot, right? Especially if you're shooting during the daytime. This is a thing that I was called out in an article I was reading. If you're filming during the daytime, there should be no use at all to even have any ammunition in um, in like the the clip or the gun at all, right? Because you can. Like it, it doesn't have the like the spark that you might see in a night nighttime gunfight is not there in the daytime. So you don't need any ammunition. I, 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 I suppose look and, and I understand the situation and I understand that it's a very sensitive time, but I guess the idea would be um uh the idea would be it's not just for the effect of it, but it's also for the the reaction from whoever's either shooting the gun or being shot at um uh, with with a blank that uh you react differently to that than like nothing sure right? listen you're getting paid to act in this movie <laughs> act like you're shooting a real gun yeah. but what we're not going to do is even remotely jeopardize your safety as the actor or anybody else's safety yeah and, and that's why i'm very curious what the actual because part of the issue i think is is i've read a, a few different articles and it seems like there's like conflicting ideas of what's at what actually happened right whether it was an actual live bullet that that that, that hit her or if it was like shrapnel or something like that from from the from, you know that, that maybe it was a blank and maybe just something just misfired with it and something flew out where it shouldn't have flown yeah. out from what i understand even days after that incident happened they still yeah. found live ammunition like real bullets on the set of the film yeah that's crazy. Yeah, that's no one even went to sweep that's the shit under the rug. People are just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we're still out here fucking around. No, dude, I. Uh, well, no, no, what I'm sure happened is that they just shut everything down, and they probably just had to like leave the set as is, right? Because you can't, you're not supposed to like move anything, take anything. You're just supposed to drop everything and be out, right? Yeah. So I'm sure that you know they 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 were doing some sort of uh, investigation and. Um, they found what they were using now if it was indeed live ammunition that's insane because it would again what the fuck do you need unless you the only reason why i think that there should ever be any mention of live ammunition on the set is if you need security right if you if you have actual security there who have ammunition with them but again they should not be practicing with their fucking weapons shooting people right like if you're in some sort of dangerous location and you just need whatever the fucking case is right um but that that's a completely different story than you handing somebody guns saying hey that's good for you to use don't worry just point and shoot it at anybody it doesn't fucking matter and then you point and shoot and the fucking gun goes off right completely different story i i don't know this this whole thing baffles me um and it scares the shit out of me dude because as i'm you know ramping up you know uh, production and 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 getting getting sort of my project underway uh one more thing you gotta be much more conscious it's just you gotta check I, i couldn't do it dude i couldn't do it i couldn't i couldn't i don't know if i'd be able to do this as a career afterwards if i knew something happened on my set and somebody died as a result of some sort of negligence whether it was my fault or somebody else's fault yeah unless they say you want to direct dune too (laughs) 
Jesus I mean, Christ. Yeah, let's be real. You take the <laughs> no, I wouldn't. You know why? Because that's... Think of how much can fucking go wrong on a Dune 2 set. You know Not what I mean? Not enough for me to turn down the check. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, super crazy tragedy, man. Um, and there, there, People are, you know, are really fixated on whether Alec Baldwin is going to be charged. I don't think he's going to be charged because if somebody hands you a gun and this is what you do for a fucking living and you're just and says, hey, this is not... This is not a, a hot gun, right? Yeah. Then you're going to take, you're the, it's your job to let me know. And unless, you know, uh, I guess maybe you could argue, maybe he's not supposed to be pointing it. But again, I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know if he yeah, pointed exactly. at somebody or I don't know if it just discharged and it went somewhere. It shouldn't have. Because allegedly know it was happened. part of, they were filming a scene in which yeah. he had to point at the camera and pull the trigger. Yeah. Right. Um, so if he did just that and if he was told like, hey, this is, um, you know, this is a real gun, but it does not have the trigger mechanism. It does not have live ammunition in it. If he like he is supposed to trust the armor or the weapon specialists to have done their job. And if they didn't, I don't know that. And if I do my job and in doing my job, I hurt someone when you didn't do your job. Like, is that my responsibility? Cause there's no intention behind it. We know right. that. Right. Cause that, is, at that point it is about intent, right? It's, it's about if you actually had some sort of malicious intent in what you were doing. And if you were just doing just, I'm, it's not the only fucking time anybody's fired a gun on set in terms of uh, practicing some sort of scene, right? Yeah. So this is a usual thing that, that I'm sure happens during the course of making a film. Ask fucking Keanu Reeves, right? <laughs> yeah. John Wick has no shortage of guns being fired, and I'm sure they had to practice that a thousand and one times, you know? But Which is imagine- why all of his stuntmen got Rolexes. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> uh, yeah, he did for, for John job. Wick Four. Yeah. Shout out to Keanu. Uh, yeah, uh, national treasure, that guy. But uh, but you know there are these movies that like require you to do this thing, right? And to, what is he? You know, you're an actor, so you're trying to practice the thing that you're trying to do so that you can do your fucking job, right? Yeah. And you're dealing with something that you you don't think is an actual. Like you're going to be shooting live ammunition here. Otherwise, one would think that you wouldn't either point it at somebody or you wouldn't fire it at all. Or you'd be like, dude, I'm a fucking actor. Why are you handing me a live gun? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and so, yeah, I, I, to be I, honest, I like, yeah. you know, if I had to rule on this case, I don't think that Alec had any intention of doing this. Yeah. I don't think that this is negligence on his part. I don't think that uh, in any way that he meant to do this or he was aware of what he was doing. Yeah. Right. And if if and none of those things are true, then it, for me, it would be hard to charge this person with with murder or even manslaughter if they simply had no idea. Right. So yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what comes oh, to this. Uh, a special shout out to uh, like uh, I think it was Candace Owens who Fuck she Candace has, Owens. yeah she uh, the reason why I say special shout out to her because um, there's being a grifter and then there's just being I don't know what the fuck to even call you I don't even know what the word is to even call Parasite. you she came out with comments like afterwards after this whole thing happened like oh well you know maybe if he hadn't talked all that shit about Trump you know he's the real murderer this guy Alec Baldwin just like. That's where your brain goes. That's 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 your thought. That's what yeah. happens next in your mind when you, you see this situation. So, 
why does your mind go to like protect Trump? This guy's not even the president anymore. You yeah. fucking lost. Why are you still protecting this guy? So but much? in a situation that has nothing to do with him, nothing to do with him. I think it's because Alec Baldwin. No, 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 no. Even in that case that Alec Baldwin played Trump, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Somebody died, dude. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, and it's not like she got a Trump sent her a check to do this. Like, she, it, who knows? I, 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 don't I, know. I doubt yeah. it. I mean, he's got some legal troubles, finances, but like, <laughs> I doubt he. She got anything from doing this other than bullshit now media coverage. But it's like, you know, yeah, I, I agree with you. Why? How do you put these two things together, and why do you even put them together? Like, do you have nothing better to do? Yeah, she's a fucking parasite. Yeah, dude. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, I can't imagine what uh, uh, Helena's uh, and, and I hope I'm, I'm pronouncing that right, but Helena Hutchins, uh, what her family uh, is feeling, what her her husband or her child, uh, will, you know, is feeling to just suddenly hear, "Hey, uh, we had this accident on set. Your wife is 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 now dead." Um, uh, your your mother is now dead. Like that's that's stunning, dude. I, yeah. that, that's there's 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 really no words to uh, to, to really whether it was an describe. accident or not. It, it didn't matter. It doesn't really you know? matter. Yeah. Um. So you know. Um. Yeah, man. Um. Nobody. Every time somebody hits the road, even you know, we we pray that you know everybody's okay and gets to where they're going safely. Uh. So nobody wants to get that call. So I'm sure that was just the worst yeah. uh, you know condolences so. to the uh, Hutchins family I hope that this thing finds a resolution I don't think um, that, I don't think there is a resolution to this I, I think I, I would hope to see there there be some changes to like more more well, I wasn't really concerned about rules. that what I hope is that like the family of um, uh, Helena finds some type of peace in what has happened right yeah. um, whatever that may be however long that may take so I hope in for in, in some way they find peace in it and and um and you hate to talk about like you know compensation because it's really not about the money but like that person was there doing work and like does that does their work now get washed away or do they still are they still contributed for the work that they did i think that's still like uh, an important conversation but like maybe that comes after the grieving yeah yeah I, I i don't know man i i i yeah my, my brain is is fixated on on how yeah, how, how shit like this? Because it, it takes multi, it, it takes a multitude of people. A to lot have of people didn't something care like this happen. Quality of their work. Yeah, you know. Uh, so, so yeah, man. But in any event, um, hate to end it on that that very somber note. But uh, but yeah. Uh, this was the Fade Podcast. Uh, go ahead and hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that share button, share this shit with anybody and everybody. Uh, and we will be back, man, next week. Same time, same place. Uh, do you got anything next next week that I should know about? Anything coming up that I should know about now? Think long and hard. Not long and hard at all. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nothing at the moment. Fair enough. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go ahead and get the fuck out of here. But before we do, we will indeed hit you with the very usual protocol. Fade out. Peace. Out.